All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rose 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Tell you what, this week is just flying by. It's a Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by PointsBet Canada. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill back in the saddle getting set for his big trip to Sin City. Are you fired up? You got the sunscreen ready to go or what? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to need it. It looks like about 12 is the high out there. But yeah. nonetheless, we'll be on the golf links and in the casino a little bit. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Weekend just started for me. You know what? That's actually pretty decent golf weather, around like 15 to 17. Not that I'm an avid golfer, but I did work at a golf course back in the day when I was like 18 or 19. And I just thought the excessively hot days were just brutal to be under the sun. I could only imagine how it was to golf under. Yeah, it's actually perfect around that 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, around that 15 area is money and, you know, you still get some sun and whatnot. It's a good time to be out there and the course usually isn't packed. So there'll be no complaining out of me. How much trouble would you have gotten into if you were still in the National League and you were playing in Vegas or playing against the Vegas Golden Knights and visiting Las Vegas as a National Leaguer? Yeah, it'd be tough to stay out of it. I'd like to hear some stories from the boys uh, visiting there, especially <laughs> the first year. I mean, it was hilarious looking at Vegas's uh, home record the first year because I think it's too tempting for these guys to uh, to be sitting there twiddling their thumbs when they know they can go play a few cards or or see something fun in that city. It would be tough to stay away. I think their home record their first year uh, spoke for itself. <laughs> The Vegas flu was a beautiful thing. And for anybody who's had a chance to catch a game there, it's it's amazing theater. I was there for the Stanley Cup final a couple of years ago against Washington. And it was like not like on, on, like watching a game like on other. Like it, it was just like a different atmosphere. There was showgirls there. It was vibrant. It was loud. There was a buzz to the city. And I, 
I think if there's one thing Gary Bettman has just hit out of the ballpark, it's just the Vegas Golden Knights. In my wildest dreams, I could never have expected even 20 years ago that Vegas would A, have an NHL team and B, have it successful. But every night that that barn is packed, and I tell you, watching a game there, it just rivaled no other arena in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't been one before, but um, I mean, there's no no shortage of production in that town. So you think they'd have the right people involved. And when you think yeah. about it, there's a never ending, you know, revolving door of people coming in. A lot of people from the northern states are are getting out of town during the winter, which is the hockey season. And they're going to come in and maybe catch a hockey game. So, um, you know, I if there was any hesitations about putting one there in the first place, I think all those are gone right now. It's been a huge success. And, uh, you know, it makes you wonder why you'd put one not put one there earlier instead of somewhere like uh, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, here we go. Yes, the chair of Arizona again. Five minutes, not even five minutes into the show. I get it. We we need like a jar for the amount of times that you chirp the Arizona Coyotes. But I think it's fully warranted. Uh, looking forward to next year as well. It'll be Seattle and uh, Vegas outdoors in Seattle, which I think will be a really, really good atmosphere and setting for that one. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. In about 30 or so, I'll have my, uh, my pregame coming up for the Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets on Thursday night from Scotiabank Arena. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to them later on. Again, there's so much to talk about here in Leafsland. So for now, we're going to get over the boards. All right, batting leadoff. It's the feature presentation, Rosie, on this Thursday. The Maple Leafs hosting the Winnipeg Jets. The last meeting, October 22nd, a 4-1 win for the Leafs. Celia Samsonov, 30 saves, and John Tavares, two goals. What's your expectation for this one tonight? Yeah, I think it should be a good game. Both teams looking for a bounce back, uh, coming off a loss. And, you know, the Jets are flying high right now, no pun intended, but they're leading the West and been playing some really good hockey right now. I think their record shows that. And it'll be a tough test for the Leafs. And, you know, you're going back to Samsonov in net right now. Hopefully he can have a uh, a big outing right now and shut the door. And, you know, that's kind of uh, their game against the Jets here in October was kind of the only shining moment of that month, really, um, where they took him down at home. So, be nice to get them into our barn here and get rolling again. We've kind of had, you know, an off and on, you know, three weeks probably with some hits and some misses. But uh, I think that's kind of standard for this Maple Leafs team in the past. You know, their January, they start to kind of have those dog days of the season, which, you know, yeah. you can understand why it's kind of a, a weird point in the season. But you'd like to see them get on track here tonight for sure. I think it'll be a good game. Theoretically, I think it should be a low-scoring affair, but you just never know when Winnipeg and Toronto get together. But the expected goaltending matchup, Connor Hellebuck, who certainly is involved in the Vesna conversation right now, and, and Ilya Samsonov, who I think deserves a lot of credit for coming in a relief uh, the other night cold. I think more times than not, backup goalies check themselves out during a game. They don't expect to be in there. It just shows you how difficult the job truly is. And I thought Samsonov was a big reason why they won the other night against Florida, Rosie. Yeah, and again, these two goalies can back each other up quite well. Uh, there wasn't really a, you know, a four foregone conclusion on on who the starter was at the beginning of the year. I think Murray has kind of taken that reins, and understandably so with his experience. And and we've talked about that on the show before. But like you said, you can get you know a, a really solid backup in there if you want to call him that in Samsonov, and his numbers are great. He's been playing great. He's he's stolen games and kept them in games. And and like you said, he gets chucked in there cold and. 
you know, it's not very, uh, it's not very easy to go in cold, I don't think, and, and be able to shut the door because, you know, your preparation's completely off. You're cold as hell. All your muscles, like the amount of warm up and, and, you know, dynamic stretching and all the stuff that goalies do to get ready to play an NHL game is, you know, it's their whole life has built up to getting their routine to be comfortable. And you know how, you know, mind boggled the goalies can be in the first place. So to toss him in there is, is no easy task. And it's nice that he he shone through right there. And hopefully he takes that confidence and and brings it into the Jets game tonight and has a solid one. You know what? Every time these two teams get together, it always leaves me wondering why don't they play more often? Of course, we were privy to that North Division schedule a couple of years back, where it's like every other game was Leafs, Jets, or Leafs, or and some other Canadian teams. So we got our fix from a Canadian standpoint. But I just think the NHL has to find a way to establish more from the Canadian teams, especially the ones out west against the ones out east. And I'd love to see more than just two meetings a season between Toronto and Winnipeg. Do you feel the same way? <clears throat> Yeah, it would be cool. I mean, I think that's the one good thing that we got out of that whole COVID bubble thing is, you know, the the Canadian division. That was wicked. Set up some some rivalries. I think it's huge for for the uh for the fans of the game and I mean, I don't think they have any trouble selling the game up in Canada. Um, so just with the fever that, that, that they have to watch the game, it was nice to, you know, see the teams that they typically follow and you get so many games against each other and that was kind of the one shining light out of that COVID covid situation but i don't know how they would do it man like to mess up the divisions and and start throwing yeah. things around i mean you wouldn't want to change anything in that respect but i think just scheduling a few more games against each other would be interesting i just wonder the logistics of it how it would affect the divisions and the standings and whatnot as a player does it feel different when you play a canadian team like you mentioned the dog days earlier on i think you're so bang on like especially when you start to enter enter mid-january it's not even the all-star break yet you're your bye week hasn't even shown up yet. Like there's there's an there's an impending lull in the schedule. But do you always like find a way to get up for games against Canadian teams in general? Uh, yeah, I think so. More so just the big market teams. Um, you know, when you cross that border, you know you're in Canada. Um, the media is much more present. You got more people and personnel oh, yeah. in your locker room beforehand. Um, you know, you're, you know, every time you go out for lunch or dinner or something like that, there's TSN on in the background or Sportsnet or whatever it is. And, and people are following a lot closer and, you know, you know, the barn's going to be full, you know, it's going to be loud and it's just kind of a different atmosphere, but not to say that's not the same thing when you go to Boston or, or Chicago and, and you get to those, those higher market teams as well, or the Rangers, something like that. It's just the high market teams where you kind of notice it's a lot different than, going to Arizona or Florida or something like that, where it might not have the same buzz and your, you know, guys are coming to the short, to the rink and flip-flops. It's just a different vibe and it's definitely more hockey-centric up here and and you notice it when you're playing, I think. All right, let's talk about the Zebras. So that was the big story from the game on Tuesday. By the way, you hit your three hits with Rosie out of the park. I thought it was tremendous stuff. In fact, I even posted your epic rant on social media about your guy, Radko Gudis, and him turtling against Zach Aston and Reese. Like, what a joke that was. But in your opinion, did the refs lose that game quickly? And I, I thought it happened in the first period where they lost complete control of that game, and that's why we saw 10 minors, including seven power plays for the Leafs. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because I don't want the the refs to control the game. I liked the game itself because it was high intensity, it was passionate, it was, you know, there was fireworks going off and I mean, I think anyone watching that game thought it was an exciting game, but what you don't want is, you know, you want the I like to when the refs stay out of it, but what you don't want is there to be you know, odd calls like this has been going on all day, but then you call this call, which you've been letting go two or three times already. But then, you know, that made a big splash and a fuss and everyone's yelling at you. So you got to even it up right away with some other POS call that that doesn't really make sense. And you're all over the map. And that's been my biggest problem with the officiating this year. And it seems like it's more pronounced than normal. And I'm not saying it's against the Maple Leafs, you know, sometimes the Maple Leafs think that they get the raw end of the deal and then other people in the league think that they get special treatment and it's just all over the place. And at the end of the day, there's good calls and bad calls made against every single team. It's just more people are following the Maple Leafs, I believe. But I would just like the consistency to be there. And I think that's something the, the league has struggled with maybe in the last 10 years or so where what is a penalty and what is not. And, you know, you're trying to take headshots out of the game, I understand, but how can you allow body contact but not head contact. How, how are you supposed to body check a guy who's leading with his head? Is, is, is he a, a viable target? Is he able to be contacted with a body check or not? And when the game's played that fast, you can slow-mo everything down and see, oh, see right here at this angle, the principal point of contact was potentially, it's like, shut up, man. This is the NHL. It's yeah. going so fast. Either you can body check this guy or you can't. If you just blow up his head and not hit anything else, of course, that's a bad hit and you got to be responsible for those things. But then you get with the stick work. And I mean, I saw something on Instagram the other day and it was, I can't remember what game it was, but literally a defenseman's going into his corner and cutting back up the wall and the guy's reaching with one hand on his stick that's across his pants and the, the the ref's arm just goes up and it's absolutely embarrassing i don't think that the league's getting better by calling these marginal stick infractions it's just i think the players are frustrated the coaches are frustrated because there's no consistency and it's it's difficult because they're trying to take everything out of the game and open it up and protect the heads and everything but you have to have a clear a clear concise rule on this is what's a penalty and this is what's not and i just don't think they're there right now Long story short, the game's just way too fast. And I said this on the show yesterday. I, I just don't envy the job. I, I just think it's next to impossible to call a perfect game, if you will. And there's some there's some better officials than others in this league, but I just chalked it up to an off night. Like you and I off uh, have off off shows sometimes. I mean, it's just humanizing the situation a bit, and the refs just didn't have it the other night in favor, uh, sadly enough, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know the Panthers are pissed off. I know Paul Maurice is pissed off, but... It does frequently happen, too, where the Leafs seem to be jobbed a bit. And maybe that's too strong of a word. But I think that's the one thing we forget as fans or media members. Like, these are humans doing the job. And it's the fastest game on the planet on skates at that. Like, I just think it's it's so hard to handicap, so hard to call. And so more times than not, I do give the officials the benefit of the doubt. Having said that, um, certainly in your playing days, I'm sure you had a pretty decent relationship with the officials on the ice. Uh, did you have ones you preferred over others? Like, what was that whole dynamic like being a, a tough guy, a fighter in the league? Yeah, sometimes there was guys that just had reputation for just being dicks, you know, and it, it's like it's like dealing with a police officer, man. You can have, you know, the best one in the world and he's totally rational and reasonable and is just doing his job. And then there's guys that just seem like you just like this, man. You just like this power. You like you like being <laughs> in control and and you run into that sometimes and guys get reputations and you know who's out there. And sometimes before a game, it's like, hey, we got so and so tonight. 
don't say a word to him because if you if you beak off or call him off instead of like trying to listen to what you're saying he'll just double down on you and ruin you and 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 those things can happen because there are egos out there and they are human but i i preferred a guy that was you know talking to you out there and hey rosie hey you know like that was a little bit much there last play rosie i gotta be watching you now you know that and i'm like yeah yeah or else hey i know you're doing your job but but this, that, the other thing, and you're just communicating, you're saying, hey, I got to go up and talk to that guy. You know that. I'm not doing anything. My hands are down, but I'm going to go get in his face, and you know it. And if he does it again, you know what I have to do. So be ready for it. And he's like, I know, Rosie, I know. You know, that stuff's always good. It's just communication, and you build relationships with guys, and there's usually mutual respect. And, um, you know, it's not uh, it's not a job that you envy, like you said, and it's difficult, and we're all human out there. And um, usually guys are just doing the best they can, trying to stay out of the way, and that's all you can ask for. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I would pay good money to have you mic'd back in the day in the NHL. Could only wonder what the fuck you say on that ice. Like, I could only wonder what you say on this show. Never mind the ice, right? yeah it's fun when you're playing a loose game and you got confidence and you're in control and you're just beaking off and talking to this guy and it would be fun to be mic'd up and i love it when they mic guys up some of the funnest things is to go on youtube and just say nhl night mic'd up or or minor leagues mic'd up is pretty hilarious some guys get jawing pretty hard and it's just fun to listen to it's funny you say that i was actually doing that last night so my my pre-bed routine before i pass out i'll go on youtube just watch like funny videos or whatever and just decompress and one of the things i was watching last night were like players mic'd up rad marchand for the winter classic was hilarious like a lot of these guys have personalities which i know the nhl is trying we don't see enough of but certainly when they're mic'd up you do trevor zegris earlier in the season i know some guys have mixed reviews when their teammates are mic'd up but i love to see that personality come out especially when you consider it compare it to you know the nfl the nba where there's way more personality and that's something i want to see more from in the nhl moving forward uh meantime the power play it's kind of intriguing since january 1st they're eight for 32 so on paper 25 percent, pretty damn good you're talking about edmonton oilers territory 
Having said that, optically, it hasn't been a Picasso by any stretch, Rosie. What have you seen from the power play lately? You had a really good tweet the other day where you thought Toronto should decline the power plays against the Panthers. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny because I was looking at that too. Their numbers are good and they they seem to score a fair bit. But what I don't like, which the stats don't really show, is how often you're you're giving up chances against your own net when you're on the power play. And, you know, a yeah. guy like Mitch Marner, like – He's not used to being the last man back and to being, you know, one turnover means a breakaway or a, a two on O. And that's what defensemen have to deal with all the time. And I've played some defense in my life. And when you're on that blue line, you're kind of the last line of defense before breakaways start happening, right? Which is, you know, the, the, the least thing that you want out there. And when you're on the power play, the whole point is getting momentum, hemming them in, getting scoring chances, scoring goals. So you just have to have, you know, a Mitch Marner's got to have that little bit of awareness, which he seems to lack a little bit. And you can't blame him. I mean, your mind goes straight to offense when you're on the power play. But when a bobbling puck is coming your way, I mean, get your foot behind it. Make sure you're getting on, you know, all of it. And if it squeaks by you, you know, then he's first man to that puck the other night. And he just does some wild, wild batting of the puck towards the center of the ice and it goes right to their guy it's kind of like what are you doing back there you have to take some responsibility for the defensive side of things and i've just seen way too many breakaways and two-on-ones and two-on-os you know for this power play for my liking again their numbers are good because they're capable of scoring but with their firepower i think they're capable of being top three in the nhl on the power play and i think they're sitting around eighth which is fine but i just want to see yeah. them pull back because there's nothing more deflating than getting a power play and giving up a shorty no, there isn't. And, and and to me, this is a big storyline going into this game against Winnipeg. Winnipeg's got the number two PK in the league. Toronto's got the eighth power play. And I honestly feel the worst thing the Leafs could have done in the preseason was put into our brains that Mitch Marner is somehow going to play defense this season, right? Because every time you see him out there on defense, whether it's the power play or five on five or late in the game pressing for the tying goal, that's ultimately what I think back to is like the, the Norris trophy, right? Like it's just not working for me. And you know, along those lines, the configuration, what is the best way to deploy a first power play unit for this Leafs team? Do you still like Riley out there? Should they maybe put bunting back in the mix there? I know we've seen a couple of different looks this season, but it's just a fascinating conversation I wanted to have more so because, yeah, they're eighth in the league, but from an optics standpoint, it has not been pretty. And as you mentioned, defensively, they keep surrounding chances. And I, I think if that happens against a team like Tampa in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're going to be cooked quickly. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, you look at that first, uh, you look at that first unit. I mean, I, I would say John Tavares is the most defensively responsible guy on the forwards there. And he's, he's tucked way down low, not capable of doing anything. And on paper, Morgan Riley looks like the obvious choice. And I don't think you'd, go away from him too hard or or yank him off completely but he just hasn't been able to you know produce the way his expectations would be right now so it's it's difficult i usually like one one solid defenseman with a bit of offensive capabilities who's defensively responsible up there with another somewhat defensively responsible forward on the point for that high umbrella or whatever you're doing and then get your studs down low to work it and and try to get them some seams to open up and, and get them to bury but it, it's difficult you got a lot of stars out there i don't mind bunting out there at all he's a little more responsible but they've just been working guys in and out of it all over the place i mean the second unit doesn't seem 
to get too much of a sniff and why would they when you got that much firepower on the on the top but I just think you got to talk to those guys and say hey listen your mindset you got to give a bigger percentage of it towards defensive responsibility because we just can't keep having these these blunders where you know luckily our goalies have been bailing them out on the power play when they're getting shorthanded opportunities but you just can't be giving that up man it's such a momentum killer and it's just such a bonus it just it just shoots you in the foot if you give up a shorthanded goal and it's just it's just not it's just not acceptable it's just another thing that gives me PTSD when I think about the Stanley Cup playoffs because season after season, a season especially in this era with Tavares and Marner and Matthews and Nylander and Riley, the power play just looks unstoppable even in the first month of the season. They have a top 10 PP every season, then it gets to the Stanley Cup playoffs and it's just a different ball game. So I want to see them track in the right direction. I want to see them figure this out over the next little while and get, get humming again, right? I just think you look at the personnel they can throw out there uh, they should look more appetizing and pleasing than they have as of late. But the numbers don't lie. Like they're still, they're still scoring goals. And don't get me wrong; those two goals out of seven power play opportunities against Florida pretty much won them the game the other night on Tuesday. Yeah, and and, and that's kind of what we were saying. You know, the numbers are pretty good. They seem to get it done. They do get a lot of opportunities. And, you know, I don't think I have a problem with the amount of offense they generate, how often they score, Um, you know, their percentages is kind of where it needs to be. It could always be better with the amount of firepower they have up there. But just defensively, these these breakdowns are just not good enough. And you just you just got to put, again, a little bit more percentage of your of your mindset towards. Oh, yeah. And by the way, don't give up, you know, the puck. Don't be the last guy back bobbling a puck or or being caught flat-footed you got to have a little bit more responsibility than that just to avoid you know the disaster of a power play that is getting scored on meantime the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at points bet canada so i know you were off yesterday but uh i took the dallas stars puck line against the san jose sharks watching that game late at night here on the east coast at least it was three nothing dallas about midway through i was like well this is going to be a simple victory and then san jose storms back and wins that game obviously the sharks pretty much biting for uh, Connor bedard but yeah they pull out a victory against the western conference leading dallas stars which just shows you how really really difficult it is to bet on the national hockey league having said that different day Clean slate, wiping my head of that game. So we look forward to the Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets Thursday night at Scotiabank Arena. I'm going back to the Austin Matthews anytime goal well. I think he's starting to cook goals in three straight. The value you're looking at here is minus 120. Um, 10 goals in 20 career games here against the Winnipeg Jets. He's playing a fellow American in Connor Hellebuck. I like Austin Matthews to score tonight again. Yeah, I've been uh, lately trying to figure out like who's who's due, who's due, and uh, this team's seeming to score in bunches. So I think I'm getting away from that and starting to 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 ride the hot hand. And you know, if Austin Matthews is looking like he's heating up and he's got three straight, and the last one was pretty pretty. I mean, he's uh, he's starting to find a little bit of mojo. And if he if he decides to take off the way he can, look out. I mean, one goal is uh, is you know a high percentage bet. So I I don't mind it at all. And um, you know, ride the hot hand when you can if you want to get spicy too maybe you uh, do a little parlay with Matthews and Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets two of the better American goal scorers in the entire hockey league two of the better goal scorers period in the NHL so some lineup news for this game tonight Ilya Samsonov just told the media he's starting so it'll be Samsonov against Connor Hellebuck and it looks like Rasmus Sandin will return alongside Jordy Ben tonight Wayne Simmons and Connor Timmins 
uh, will be the projected scratches for this one. And it's important to bring up too that you know the last couple times out, it's it's gotten pretty testy. So I'm very curious from that standpoint what that means for a game like tonight, uh, especially with no Simmons in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've liked uh, the way Dryden Hunt plays with a little bit of an edge. Um, Simmer's yeah. kind of getting the short end of the stick right now. I think he did a great job last time he was in with uh, Spark in the game and everything else against Boston. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm looking at Jordy Ben, and I'm thinking, you know, a veteran presence, a big guy like him, you know, when he started off playing, um, you know, years and years ago, I think that the league was a lot different. There was a lot more heavyweights, a lot more scrapping going on. And a guy like him who decides, you know, I'm not going to build my reputation on doing that. That's fine. But it's a different NHL now. And I think that guys that typically didn't play with that much of an edge, maybe because they're not interested in, in fighting all the time by playing that way. Nowadays, you, I think you can start to to bump those those numbers up a little bit and start playing with more of an edge, start getting in guys' faces. I mean, some of these young guys that are coming out, you know, a Jordy Ben, a big Hulk, an old guy with a big beard, D-man, grabs a guy by the scruff of the jersey and says, hey, you try that again, I'm going to feed you your lunch. All of a sudden, that guy's going, whoa, man, that's a big, scary man out there. And it just doesn't seem like it's even crossed his mind so far this year. And I think that's something that he could add to his game that could be beneficial and something that can keep him in the lineup and, and something the Leafs could definitely use. So I just want certain guys. Uh, we've talked about Engvall all the time with his size. I mean, I've played with guys that are 6'6", 240, and they just refuse to throw a hit or bump a guy or anything. And it's just like, well, then what's the point of being that big, right? Um, I just want some of those guys to step up a little bit in that physicality role. It's something that unites teams together, gets crowds into it, uh, deters other teams from trying things. And I just want this team to start playing with a little bit more of an edge. And again, you don't have to run guys through the boards. You don't have to be dropping your gloves. Just play with a bit of an edge, get in guys' ears, bang and crash, clear the front of the net, and, and show a presence out there is what I'd like to see. I know there's a bit of panic the other day when Pontus Holmberg was sent to the American Hockey League. Sheldon Keefe saying uh, in the morning skate or following the morning skate that Holmberg should be recalled back uh, to Leafs fairly soon after he gets his game going, coming off illness. So I get it. Some more playing time for Holmberg. And Bobby McMahon has been a nice story as well. I think if Sheldon Keefe and company, you're just looking to see what works, what doesn't. Uh, Holmberg's been a guy who's been a mainstay on this roster and in the lineup for like three months now. So I think when he comes back, I think you insert him right back in, no? Yeah, I would think so. I think, uh, you know, just getting guys some touches out there, getting them some minutes, maybe even a yeah. conditioning stint or try to get the legs back going after an illness. But, you know, the likes of McMahon and Dryden Hunt and Holmberg, these guys have come in and they're coming off, you know, the Marlies and they're filling those those roles and I think they've all done a good job they've all had their uh their pieces of the pie where they've contributed to the games and you know I'm liking Hunt lately for bringing a little bit of a, a physical edge I like McMahon for for being able to bang a little bit in his speed I like him to get on the forecheck and bang their defenseman a little bit um you know all of them serve their purpose and I think they're just looking for someone to, to step above and rise up and, and take the reins and be the guy that hey You've proven to us that that you can do it. You belong, and we're going to ride with you into the playoffs. And you know, until someone does that, I think you're going to keep seeing you know some some revolving door going on with some of those role spots. Tim writes in tonight's game is huge in my opinion. The boys need to start on time and play our game. That goes without saying. Certainly, Toronto starts the last little while have not been pretty. They were buried in their game on Tuesday against the Florida Panthers. Matt Murray, a big reason why four on eight. He just wasn't good. So it's Ilya Samsonov. 
and Connor Hellebuck, and I will bid you farewell off to Sin City. Be safe, have some fun, have a have a couple shots for me, okay? Will do. I'll be thinking y'all are having fun and uh, keeping an eye on those Maple Leafs at the time being too. So big game tonight. Hopefully they uh, start with the right foot forward. So here's a tip before we wrap. Cosmopolitan, Chandelier Bar, order the secret drink. So go Ooh. there and order the secret drink and let me know what you think of that secret drink upon your return, okay? I have a feeling your secret drink is kind of fruity. No, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. You got to do it. <laughs> Everybody always says this. It's it's really, really good. It's really, really different. So check that out. That's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.